Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome in, podcast listeners. we got a lot to react to. Warriors and Rockets, Game 5. In case you were not able to stay up too late, we'll also play Kirby Smart's breakdown of my my game. New guest Frank Isola is going to be joining us weekly. And we'll talk with John Morosi, the Cubs fan who did the major look. Now I'm going to punch you gesture. Has been banned for life on the same day that the Cubs announce that Addison Russell's being called up and they're going to pay him millions of dollars. The world, it's upside down. This will be Fox Sports Radio. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, 84% of the time, the team that wins Game 5 in an NBA series when it is tied up 2-2 goes on to win the overall series. So the Houston Rockets effectively up against the wall now. Many details to unpack from this game, which will be by far the biggest uh, game of the evening, and frankly, may well be the biggest game of the entire NBA playoffs, depending on how exactly things shake down from here. But the question as we prepare for Friday's Game 6 in Houston to see whether or not a Sunday Game 7 is necessary is really all about Kevin Durant's health as the Warriors find a way to win in Game 5. Here is what Kevin Durant said after. Here is what Steve Kerr said after the game about Kevin Durant's health. 
I know it's been reported as a calf. There was concern uh, about it possibly being an Achilles at, at some point. That has 100% been ruled out, though. Yeah, yeah, it's not the Achilles. And, uh, you know, when I walked into the coach's office after the game, the, uh, the replay of the of the play was was going on, and I thought the same thing because he kind of looked back like he had he had been kicked or something. I thought, uh, you know, I've seen that before with guys who, who have uh, hurt their Achilles, and so that was my first question. And I was assured that it was uh, it's the calf, it's a calf strain, and not not the Achilles. So I think I mean maybe he'll be ready to come back on Friday, but I think if you look at the uh, the fact that he didn't return to a must-win game on Wednesday, it's probably a little bit aggressive to think he's going to be back on Friday. And uh, so I think there's a very good chance Houston Rockets win game six and we go back to uh, to Golden State for game seven. Now, that would be par for the course because these two teams have p- played now 19 times over the course of the, uh, of the season so far. And in those 19 times, Houston Rockets won 10, and the Golden State Warriors have won uh, nine. So this is uh, this is a relatively even series, about as even as you can get. And the home team has won every game so far in this year's series. And it appears, I think probably likely, that the Warriors may find a way to win in seven. But who knows if we get another game seven between these two for a second straight year. Uh, and there could be a little bit of uh, injury symmetry here in that if Kevin Durant is not able to return for either Game 6 or Game 7, effectively that's what happened last year to the Houston Rockets when they lost their star, uh, one of their stars, Chris Paul, for Game 6 and 7. And I think most people who watched that series last year would have said, but for that injury, there's a very good chance that the Rockets would have won that series last year in the Western Conference Finals. So, semifinals of the Western Conference and we have a legitimate battle that I think is going to go seven games and much of the decision I think on what happens in game seven could lie on whether or not Kevin Durant is able to come back and play at full strength given how dominant he has been but credit to the Warriors for finding a way to win Uh, Draymond Green was outstanding distributing the basketball early Clay Thompson came out of his slump and drained a lot of big shots, including a three late that effectively ended this game, uh, at least in giving the the, the Golden State Warriors some uh, substantial breathing room. The uh, Rockets never had the ball with a chance to tie or take the lead. I am probably like a lot of you. I fell asleep when this game was on. Uh, at the end of the first quarter, the Warriors were up 14. I golfed, uh, had an awesome day yesterday. It's why I was out. I'll talk about the pro-am that I played in uh, with Steve Stricker, with uh, Kirby Smart, Georgia football coach, and uh, Taylor uh, Hicks, uh, former American Idol winner, as well as John Brown from the uh, Widespread Panic. All that. That was really fun. That's where I was yesterday. But I was tired. I was down in Birmingham, Alabama to start the day golfed all day it's like 90 degrees come back I'm ready to go sit down and, and get ready in my bed 10 30 Eastern the game doesn't start till and uh, and I fell asleep at 31 17 but I woke up with six minutes left in the game and so I got to watch the end of the game down the stretch and see exactly how it all shook out and uh, and that was kind of fortunate a couple of you uh, I tweeted about how late this game starts and a couple of you said that that your move is to uh, is to get woken up for the final five minutes or so of an NBA game when it's late like this and then fall right back asleep. That actually worked out for me pretty well. 
I woke up for about 15 minutes, watched the final five or six minutes of the game, and then fell right back asleep uh, after watching the first quarter. So uh, that was a good setup in general for me. By the way, the other activity that was going on last night, we had a uh, an intriguing game between the Cavs and the San Jose Sharks. The uh, the Cavs, sorry, the Avs. The Avs had a uh, a goal taken off in a game seven. As a result, San Jose, the Sharks advance and they will be playing against the St. Louis Blues in the Western Conference Finals in the NHL. And we got a lot to get to with the drama surrounding Kyrie Irving over the next couple of months. But basically, Kyrie just fell apart. And the Celtics look like a better team without Kyrie Irving. It appears to me that the rest of the locker room doesn't like Kyrie and that he is going to be going somewhere else now that he will be a free agent. But uh, there, I think, are fair questions to be asked about how the Celtics were able to go to the NBA Finals last year uh, of the Eastern Conference and lose in Game 7 to the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James. Yet, with Kyrie Irving back, they just got waxed in the semifinals of the Eastern Conference. Big-time performance by the Milwaukee Bucks, winning four straight games after losing Game 1 at home. You don't see it happen very often, but the Cleveland, uh, the the Boston Celtics won five in a row uh, in the playoffs, swept the Indiana Pacers, and then lost four in a row after winning game one of the Eastern Conference semifinals. And so the Milwaukee Bucks are on to the Eastern Conference finals, and they await the winner of the 76ers and the Raptors. That game five going on tonight with the Raptors holding a 3-2 series lead. So we will see exactly how all of this shakes out. But in the meantime, biggest story going on in the world of sports. Friday's Game 6 of the uh, Rockets and the Warriors Game 7 will be on Sunday. So uh, most of us, at least it would appear, for the weekend will be able to watch uh, this series and see how it shakes out and whether the Warriors are able to close everything out. Again, big takeaway how well Clay Thompson played in a must-win game. This series uh, is, uh, we'll see. We'll see exactly what happens. Again, I expect for the Rockets to win game six, and I expect for game seven to be won by the Warriors. But this Kevin Durant injury, I think, raises a lot of uh, intriguing questions. So let me give you a roadmap of where we're headed on the Thursday edition of Outkick the Coverage. We're going to be joined by Frank Asola, who uh, has been on around the horn forever he is going to become a new weekly guest with us I think that you guys are really going to enjoy that he is in New York City I think this is going to be the most intriguing story in the offseason for the NBA what do the Knicks do is Kevin Durant going to join the Knicks is it possible that Kyrie Irving joins the Knicks as well and could they win the draft lottery next week and put themselves into position to draft Zion Williamson. We will discuss all of that with him. In hour two, we are joined by John Morosi, who is our weekly baseball guest. We will dive into the latest uh, controversies surrounding uh, baseball. Also talk about uh, the run that the uh, Chicago Cubs have been on of late after a really bad start to the season. And then in hour three, We'll get into a lot of fun stuff, uh, including along the way, a breakdown of my golf game yesterday and whether or not I killed anyone on the course, Greystone, that is down in Birmingham. So lots to get to there 
awesome uh, yesterday uh, performance on the golf course in general uh, by, uh, by it's not going to surprise you, Steve Stricker, who ended up being our pro. Turns out the guy's a pretty good golfer. And you have to ask the question, like, when you're playing with a pro, do you congratulate a pro on good shots? Or she'd be like, yeah, you're a pro and we're all amateurs. What exactly is the standard to have to congratulate a pro on a great shot? All that and more we will dive into. Appreciate you spending your Thursday morning with us. Up next, like I said, Frank Isola uh, from uh, Around the Horn, as well as I believe he's at The Athletic. Also, awesome news that came out last night. I don't know uh, if, if, if very many of you noticed, but we'll unpack this as well. Fox Sports announced that they are getting into the sports gambling business. They are going to be a partial owner of a new sports gambling company uh, called FoxBet, and uh, that's going to be really cool for what we do with Lock It In, also for what we do with uh, this radio show. In fact, uh, Lock It In and Fox Sports Radio were both mentioned in the uh, press release surrounding this, uh, this, uh, this announcement. It is a massive deal, potentially multi-billion dollar deal before all is said and done. So uh, I, I think, again, this is going to be really cool for for what I do and uh, what we do on television and certainly what we do on radio. So we're going to dive into this uh, this Warriors-Rockets game with Frank coming up next. We will get into whether or not we believe Kevin Durant is going to be able to play in Game 6 or Game 7 and what's likely to happen with the Knicks. Also, I want to get in with uh, John Morosi and certainly uh, I'll probably start off Hour 2 with this. On this absurd Chicago Cubs controversy, have you heard about the fan that the Cubs banned for life? The top of hour two, I think I'm going to dive into this and uh, and really talk about it. It's it's absurd. It's absurd beyond belief. So we will discuss that and more. Lots to get to. Hope you're having a fantastic Thursday wherever you may go. This is Outkick the Coverage. Up next, Frank Isola on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their hand-cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Really excited to bring in Frank Isola now. Uh, he is the jack of all trades, been doing everything, uh, writing, moved into television, does radio, uh, really impressed his overall talent. He's going to be on with us now as a weekly guest. Uh, obviously, a lot of you know him from around the horn. If you're from the New York City area, you've probably been reading him for years and years. Uh, so uh, let's bring him in right now. So, Frank, did you stay up last night for Warriors Rockets? I stayed up. Did you stay up? That's the question. Yeah, so I said I I watched the first quarter, and then I was in bed, and I was thinking, hey, I'm going to stay up, I'm going to stay up, and then I fell asleep. But I magically woke up twice. I woke up once with like five minutes left in the second quarter, and I was like, okay, the Warriors are still up double figures, figures. I'll just keep sleeping. And then I woke up at like midnight my time, 
rolled over, checked my phone to see what the score was, saw there was five minutes left, and it looked like it was going to be somewhat competitive, turned it on, and watched the final five minutes. So I missed the Kevin Durant injury. So I want to start there. So more props to you for staying up for the entire thing. But on the Durant injury, do you believe the Warriors when they say it's a calf strain, or do you think it's something more significant? Yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting on that one. I've always thought, you know, years from covering uh, sports, and especially a sport like baseball, I was always told, always never underplay an injury because teams will tend to lie in situations. So I'm, I'm going to hold off on that one. I'm not so sure yet that that could just be a cap. I will say this. I've seen players over the years, whether it was Kobe Bryant or whether it was Ryan Howard. Remember uh, the, the player for the Phillies? He blew out his Achilles. He fell. David Beckham, when he blew out his Achilles, he fell. The fact that Kevin Durant didn't fall in that moment, I thought, I wonder if it's just a calf injury. That's what they reported. But we'll wait and see what happens today. Do you think, all right, let's, let's assume that Kevin Durant doesn't have a, seri- a serious Achilles injury and that he's not going to be out for, uh, for a long time next year. Do you think, as a New York City guy who's been covering the Knicks and has known the Knicks uh, and, and their best and worst for a very long time, do you think Kevin Durant's going to join the Knicks, or do you think this is some big smokescreen and right before the last moment the chair's going to get pulled out and the Knicks are going to fall to the ground like it seems like it's happened so many times? <laughs> and that's what a lot of Knicks fans are wondering. I will say this. When you go around the NBA claim, you talk to people, whether it's other players, executives, a lot of agents feel this way, everyone mentions the Knicks with Kevin Durant. and a lot, Obviously, if he's going to the Knicks, he's not going for basketball reasons. I mean, look at, look at the situation he's in now. And look at where the Knicks are. So is it about brand building, building your business empire? If it is, then I think there's a very good chance to go to the Knicks. But come on, you're going to be leaving the Warriors. Well, you've already been to the finals twice. You still could go a third time. And you're going to go to a team that won 17 games last season? That would, that would be a pretty interesting move. And everyone says, oh, his legacy. He wants to help his legacy. He could actually hurt his legacy. A lot of guys going to New York, whether it was Amari Stoudemire, Phil Jackson, Larry Brown, Isaiah Thomas. They actually hurt their legacy by going to New York. So that he has to weigh that factor in as well. No, I think that's good. That's well said. Now, what do you think about Kyrie? I mean, it seems very clear that the Celtics, for whatever reason, and Kyrie Irving never really all gelled, and that he's not particularly well-liked on that team and in that locker room, and they had a lot worse performance in the postseason with him, even though they were more talented this year than they were last year. Do you think he's also going to join the Knicks, or where would you assess his most likely destination? And – of all the guys out there, do the Knicks want Kyrie? Do you think a Kyrie and Kevin Durant combo, maybe with uh, Zion Williamson, would be as good as you could go? Or is there somewhere other direction you'd be interested in if you were the Knicks? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that Kyrie Irving is a terrific player. But let's remember one thing. Last year, he didn't play in the playoffs. And the Cleveland Cavaliers made the finals without him. And the Boston Celtics made it to a Game 7 of a conference finals without him. Yes. This year, they won five games with him. So Kyrie Irving has to look at himself because we know that Kyrie Irving, when he's up at the podium, he loves to tell you how smart of a basketball player he is, how great of a player he is, how smart of a person he is. I get all that. But at some point, he's got to sit back and wonder you know, how much of this falls on him. I do think that the Knicks would have interest. My big thing with Kyrie Irving, and I don't know if you agree with me, look at his history of injuries. That's going to be the big issue. He's had a lot of injuries over his career, including that knee. He had a procedure on it a couple of times last season. And let's not forget... When you keep talking about you know, whether or not this guy doesn't like him on the team, the, his teammates, to me, I definitely had an issue with him. The one guy that he has in his corner is Danny Ainge. Notice how you never hear anything from Danny Ainge when all this stuff was going on this season, good or bad, with the Celtics. From everything that I've heard, 
Danny Ainge likes Kyrie Irving, wants him on the team because he believes that Kyrie Irving is a closer, is a big-time player that can help them win games. It certainly didn't happen this year, and who knows, maybe after what happened in this playoffs, that was change his thinking. But from everything that I've heard, Danny Ainge wants Kyrie Irving on that team. All right, drama elsewhere in the NBA, and drama seems to be everywhere, and uh, and this is particularly the case, I think, with the uh, with the Lakers. It doesn't matter what happens, drama is following. Newest report, Ty Lue wanted five years. Lakers would only guarantee him three years, basically pegs the idea that he is LeBron's hand-picked coach. Suddenly seems like the Lakers might be standing up to LeBron, even contemplating trading him. What happens with LeBron in L.A.? Oh, it's, it's a complete circus. There's no question about it. And I've always been of the belief, and we know what LeBron is all about. He's behind the scenes. He's going to want control. And then publicly, he's going to want to make it seem like, especially when things go wrong. I have nothing to do with it. I'm yeah, not exactly right. I'm not management. If, if, but I feel this way. He's going to be, he's 34 years old. You signed up for this when you go out and get LeBron. You, how can you not know this if you're the Lakers? Now, I understand it, it was different with Magic Johnson there. But if I'm the Lakers, one of two things. I'm either making LeBron James my partner and including him on big things like who the coach is going to be, because if he's not going to be happy, the whole thing's not going to work, or you trade him. You, you, to me, you've got to go one way or the other. You can't you know, go halfway with him. And I think right now that's the big thing with Jeannie Buss, Linda Rambis, Kurt Rambis. They don't want to cede control to LeBron James. And if LeBron James is going to be unhappy, what's going to happen is what happened this season. Well, there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of dysfunction. There's going to be a lot of um, you know, the chemistry in the locker room is not going to be good. The season for the Lakers turned on two things. We all know that when LeBron got hurt, that was a major thing. But then he wanted half the team traded for Anthony Davis. But then he tries to come out and make it seem like that wasn't him who had done it. When we all know that was the case. So the Lakers are an absolute mess, and that's a big thing they have to decide. Because I think, first of all, they're in a great position because they can trade LeBron. And to me, there are teams out there that would want him. I think the Knicks would take him in a heartbeat. So that's something they seriously have to explore. Trying to get do we do everything that LeBron wants, or should we try to trade him? This is fascinating to me. Uh, LeBron's going to turn 35, I believe, in December. So uh, we're talking about him being, in theory, on the tail end of his career. Now maybe it lasts for a little bit longer. He obviously had the issue with his groin. We'll see how healthy he can be. But when you look at the fact that he signed a four-year deal with the Lakers without a no-trade clause, in other words, the Lakers can trade him. Is yep. this an unbelievable oversight? Can I mean, I, I'm stunned that he would commit to any team and give them control. I think the ultimate irony here, Frank, uh, and we're talking now with uh, new weekly guest Frank Isola. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at, uh, let's see, what do we what do you got? At the at Frank the Isola. Frank Isola. Yes, I got yeah. it in front of me right here. So uh, make sure you go follow, follow him. Thank him for coming on this morning. So what's fascinating to me about this is, Ultimate, can you imagine the irony if the Lakers shipped LeBron James to the Pelicans in exchange for Anthony Davis? And LeBron, who tried <laughs> to trade the rest of the roster for Anthony Davis, ended up getting sent to New Orleans, an awful situation. I just I don't even know what would happen because I can only imagine LeBron James who thought he was playing chess when he tried to get that move made and it ends up he's playing Uno and he's got uh, somebody else has four draw four <laughs> cards in a row uh, and he's got no recourse at all. So I mean, I, 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 what would happen if they just decide? A lot of people out there are gonna say, "Oh, you mentioned the Knicks; they could try to set up a, a, a sign and trade with uh, with a lot of teams that maybe have opportunities for him to contend for championships." But what if they just sent him to a really crappy team 
uh, that that honestly is at best a 500 team, like I think it would be fair to say that the Pelicans would be. And in exchange, they got Anthony Davis, and the Lakers got Anthony Davis, and LeBron didn't get to play with him. I mean, I, I don't know that we've really <laughs> contemplated if he got sent to a team that's not very good. Well, first of all, his birthday is December 30th. Shame on you for not remembering yes, that. Yes, there I thought you go. You would pro- probably send him a gift. But that is, obviously, all that stuff should be on the table. Hey, LeBron always does what's best for LeBron. Why can't the Lakers do what's Amen. best for the Lakers? And when you look at their roster, the composition of their roster, there's a lot of young players there. It never so made any why, sense for them to pair an aging superstar with a bunch of young talent like they did and expect and, it for, to gel. Honestly, trading him is their best option. And, and, Clay, we all know what happened, too. This was – we know that LeBron respects Magic Johnson as a player, the things that Magic Johnson did after he um, after his playing career. What do you think is going through LeBron's head when the people running it are right now Jeannie Buss, Linda Rambis, Kurt Rambis, Rob Palenka, like what have they accomplished in their current roles? You cannot tell me that LeBron James, 34 going on 35, is sitting back thinking, they got this, they'll be able to figure it out. I, I have complete faith. And remember, before all this crew all got there, now Jeannie Buss was part of it, what free agents went to L.A.? I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge showed up there. He got, they got two meetings with LaMarcus Aldridge, and he still wouldn't go. Paul George wouldn't give them a meeting last year. Everyone thought it was a fait accompli that Paul George was going to go sign with the Lakers. So the whole Laker brand, in a lot of ways, has been damaged in this whole situation because you have LeBron at 34, and this, the rest of the players were all these young guys. It, it doesn't seem to make any sense. I think the whole thing about trading LeBron, I think it's going to gain momentum. I think you're right. I think you're 100% right. And uh, one of my guys who comes on with us weekly, Petros Papadega, has been doing uh, L.A. radio, born and raised in L.A. He made a good point when LeBron first went there. He said, look, the Heat history, by and large, doesn't really exist without LeBron James. Uh, So he felt like he went to Miami and he made them. Now I know they won one title with Dwayne Wade before he got there. But in general, that's correct. The Cleveland Cavaliers were willing to bend over backwards. LeBron was bigger than the franchise. He said, I'm, I'm really fascinated to see how this plays out. The, LeBron's not bigger than the Lakers. And the Laker nope. franchise is, it's the Yankees, it's the, uh, it's the Celtics. Like, there is no one player who is going to show up and take over the Laker franchise. And LeBron treated the Lakers like they were the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I think there is some element of the Bus family that resents that and is saying, hey, the Lakers are going to be here long after you, LeBron James. Our history is incredibly storied. This four-year period of your career is really just a blip on the overall Laker radar, and I think you've had tension with that relationship from the get-go for that reason. I, I think you're 100% right also, Clay. Go back to the reaction from the fans when LeBron first went there. You know, here's the best free agent in basketball. He signs with the Lakers, and a lot of fans didn't like it at the time. Now, some of it was crazy because the fans had this loyalty to Kobe Bryant. The, the fans made it sound like they decided not to bring Kobe Bryant back, instead use the money on LeBron James. That wasn't the case, but it was kind of odd the situation that LeBron walked into. But you can't tell me that he's helped the situation. A, they didn't make the playoffs, number one. Number two, all this dysfunction and the whole thing going back to the Anthony Davis trade. And I think being on this show that he's got the shop, I don't think that helps him either. Because every time you have to hear from LeBron, it's when he does this show. And I thought his comments though, about Magic Johnson were pretty interesting. You could tell that he feels somewhat betrayed and bent out of shape, which, of course, is pretty incredible that he's upset that Magic didn't call him before he left. Yet when LeBron leaves, he doesn't give anybody a heads up that he's leaving. Yet he wants Magic to afford him that courtesy. It is amazing. All right, I want to go to this question. I'm not sure if you paid much attention to it yesterday. 
Uh, the Chicago Cubs have evidently banned a fan for life for uh, for putting a circle like the gesture. If you, I need to. It's easier to do this if we were doing television or uh, or if we had the ability to share a still image during the course of radio. But yeah. there's a huge percentage of our listenership out there that has played at some point, either wittingly or unwittingly, the circle game, and the circle game. Uh, is basically you make a circle and you hold it below your waist, and if somebody looks at you with the circle below your waist, you punch them a couple of times in the shoulder, right? This is an old high school, kids, pre-high school, middle school game that has been being played as long as I can remember. So the Cubs have a fan. I don't know that the fan's been identified publicly. He's on camera throwing up the peace sign, and then behind a uh, a black uh, a black interview uh, subject or a host, I guess, right? I'm not an expert. I think it's a local yeah. uh, local uh, Chicago uh, broadcast. He puts uh, the circle, which I think is clearly the circle game. He's trying to like show his friends, ha ha, I'm going to punch you, whatever. And evidently, there are some people who use this as a white power sign. Now, I don't even know when this started because it's also the exact same sign that players throw up when they hit the three uh, three-point baskets. So this whole thing is absurd. But the Cubs are now saying they are banning this fan for life. This story was playing out while I was on the golf course yesterday, so admittedly I'm not an expert on it. But this is utterly insane, right? Is this just another evidence of social media losing its mind? Oh, I, I think that's definitely the case. And, of course, you, know, you can't go five minutes without anybody being offended yes. about something and, and jumping to conclusions like that. But that is, that's a little too much. You know what? It's funny, though, when you're a team like the Chicago Cubs, you can do it because there actually is a demand to get tickets to, uh, to your place. Yeah. I, I think that, but I also think that's taking it probably a little too far and jumping to conclusions on what the actions or what the person meant by doing something like that, especially – the way you explained it. Uh, my thing is, if the fan decided on live television to throw up the peace sign, which is very common, right? Like the number of dudes who still pose in photos throwing up the peace sign, even though they're like 50 years old, is insane, right? So that's number one. Number two, if you are dumb enough to throw up a white power sign on a Chicago Cubs broadcast, you are one of the all-time idiots on the planet, and you should be banned for stupidity alone. Because you're going to lose your job, you're going to lose like every element of your life is over if you're throwing up white power signs during a Chicago Cubs broadcast. But the thing is, why would you throw up the peace sign first? Like I don't know. Like it doesn't seem to me like very many skinheads are like, you know what? I really wish there was less violence in the world. I'm a big, yeah, you know, like peace guy. And then you follow it up with the the white power sign. I think it's clear the guy is like probably 16 years old. And he's doing the like I'm gonna you know like the if you see this circle you get punched in the arm and he has no clue and I I just think this whole thing is insane because we assume the worst every time something happens now on yeah. social media before we even know anything at all. Clay, how many times have you seen someone doing a live news report somewhere out on the street where a terrible crime has been committed and people in the background are acting like knuckleheads, oh, yeah. jumping around trying to get on? Uh, television. A lot of times that has something to do with it. And, and hey, come on, even on ESPN, they kind of invite it when they have college game day and they're, you know, they go to these campuses and the students are all into it. Everybody comes out with the funny signs and things like that. And everyone's trying to get on TV. I think that has more to do with it than trying to make a political statement or a social statement. I would think that would be the case. He's, he basically wants his buddies who are watching TV to look at him. 
and know it's him. Like, hey, I'm about to be until I, I, I would like for this guy to come out. I don't think he will now because now he's a white supremacist. But again, I would just ask people out there, how many times have you seen someone who is a white supremacist also be the kind of guy who throws up the peace gesture because he's a big uh, global peace guy? It doesn't happen very often. Usually uh, people who are you know members of, uh, of, of uh, hate groups are not exactly known for their their request that there be more peace in, in the world. It's not like Osama bin, it's not like Osama bin Laden at the end of his videos when he's like calling for jihad back in the day would would begin or end them by throwing up the peace gesture. I want the you know I want the world to come to an end. We're gonna rain down holy hell and terror upon you. You will never know when we're gonna strike. And then at the end, he throws up the peace gesture. That yeah. would be a bit incongruous, I think, for most people out there. Wait a minute. You just told us you're going to kill us, and then at the end, you're throwing up the peace gesture? I, I, I'm not knowing that I'm necessarily buying that those two things are connected, but people can't lose the, use their brains anymore. Tell people out there, by the way, and I'm excited you're going to be with us uh, uh, on a weekly hits now, where they can find you doing everything, because I know you're, you're everywhere right now. Uh, and also, you can kind of lay out uh, you know, the, this, uh, this new partnership, because I'm excited. I've, I've respected and liked you for a long time, and I'm excited we're going to be able to talk more frequently. At The Athletic, obviously. Then I do a uh, show on Sirius, an NBA show with Brian Scalabrini, Mr. Boston Celtic himself. So I don't think he'll be waving his uh, Celtic pom-poms today. And then, of course, on ESPN, around the horn, and uh, occasionally PTI. Awesome. Outstanding stuff, my man. I know you got a billion different jobs. You're like me. I appreciate the hustle, and uh, we'll be talking to you weekly here on out. I can't wait. Thanks a lot, Clay. That is Frank Isola. You can find him on Twitter, at TheFrankIsola. You can watch him on Around the Horn, hear him on satellite radio, and read him at The Athletic. When we come back, can Kevin Durant finish in the series? What did uh, Steve Kerr have to say after the game and at the start of Hour 2? I'm going to tee off on the Chicago Cubs. Get your popcorn. This is Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trick of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. So uh, I think if you're just waking up, uh, Kevin Durant went out with what they're calling a right right calf injury last night. Now, Steve Kerr was pretty pumped at the way his team responded uh, in the wake of losing Kevin Durant, and the Warriors did really at that time rely on the old school Splash Brothers. Clay Thompson and Steph Curry both played really well down the stretch, made a lot of big plays and big shots. Here is how Steve Kerr described their performance. Liverpool yesterday came out with just one of the great wins in soccer history. And after the match, uh, their manager, Jurgen Klopp, said, uh, he said, I'm, you know, the, the young kids in Liverpool are probably asleep by now, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it, but our, our boys are giants that's what he said i know how he feels so i apologize to my mom who uh, is probably watching but our guys are giants like that was an unbelievable victory tonight what's that yes yes after dark i'm a different guy right now sorry mom (laughs) so that's pretty outstanding steve kerr dropping double f-bombs uh to describe the way that his guys played down the stretch but i think the 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 scary thing for uh, the uh, for the, the the Warriors going forward now is this 
can they win this series without Kevin Durant? We have an eerie mirroring of what happened in last year's seven-game series between the Warriors and the Rockets when Chris Paul went down. And I think most people listening right now would say they would have felt pretty good about the Rockets' chances to win one of the final two games in this series if you hadn't had the injury go down and happen to uh, to Chris Paul. So I fully expect the uh, Rockets are out to a five-and-a-half-point favorites in Game 6, which will be Friday night at 8. Uh, already, Steve Kerr has said it's highly unlikely that Kevin Durant is going to play. The question, I think, turns to Game 7, and it is this. Can the Warriors get a closeout in this series without Kevin Durant? Because it's a quick turnaround on Sunday. Sunday, you have a 3 o'clock Eastern tip uh, on Sunday afternoon. So you're talking about guys, it's crazy now to me that they took like a four-game, four-day gap, didn't they, uh, after uh, game two in this series. Uh, but now you're going to play three games in really pretty rapid fashion flying back and forth between California and Texas. So you're going to play a late-night uh, Friday game. You're going to finish that game, let's say, at 11 o'clock local time in Houston or thereabouts. The Rockets gonna going to get to probably, I don't think they'll fly all the way on Saturday. I would think they would go home, go to sleep in their own beds, and then fly back. Uh, but you're talking about a pretty quick turnaround. So you get back to, uh, let's say both teams get in at some point Saturday to the Bay Area, and then you, you get a little bit of rest, and then you come back, and you've got a relatively early noon tip in the Bay Area on Sunday to get ready for what would be a Game 7. So I don't think there's any chance that Kevin Durant is going to play on Game 6. And I'm not sure there's a very good chance he's going to play on Game 7. So, do I want to bring in the crew right now. We'll get a quick poll here. Do you think that the Warriors can win this series, one of two games now, theoretically, without Kevin Durant against the Rockets, particularly when you consider that in the uh, last, uh, what, 18, 19 games these two teams have played, I think it's 19 now, uh, the Rockets have won 10 and the Warriors have won nine. And two of those Warrior wins were without Chris Paul. I don't necessarily think they can. Danny G, quickly, you think they can win two in a row without Kevin Durant? Man. Or what, win one out of two, I'm sorry. What's crazy is on Monday I told you on the air that the Rockets weren't winning this series unless Kevin Durant broke his leg. Now, this isn't a break, but it's a significant injury. This is the moment, I think, where Steph Curry needs to really step up and be a legend. And if he does and their defense stays active the way it was last night, yeah. What do you think is going to happen, Dub? Do the Rockets win two in a row or do the Warriors win one out of two? I like the Warriors here. I mean, we've seen the Rockets in the situation before. A few years back with the Spurs, Kawhi Leonard was out, and they still were unable to get it done. They lost by about 30 points. I'm going to roll with the Warriors. Uh, what about you, Betty Garcia? Which way are you going? Uh, Rockets win game six. Warriors come back and squeak one out in game seven. I agree with you on that one. Roberto, your call. The Warriors still win. Uh, so you like the Warriors to win game seven or to win game six? They'll win game seven. All right, so I don't know if you guys have seen this. I want to start off hour two talking about the stupidity that the internet often drives us to, and in particular the stupidity of the Chicago Cubs uh, unleashing an investigation into a fan who flashed the peace sign followed by the, if you look, I'm going to punch you in the arm gesture, which uh, is so insanely stupid that it's considered a white power uh, gesture that, I mean, my eyes want to roll back in my head when I hear this. We're going to discuss. We'll continue to break down Kevin Durant, update you with anything there. And 
will chase down everything that's happening in the world of the NBA Game 6 is going on tonight. This is Outkick the Coverage. Appreciate you spending your Thursday edition with us. Top of Hour 3, I'll give you my verdict on what golf was like as well. This is Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios. So last night, uh, massive, massive, huge, unbelievably big if you look historically at what happens in Game 5's game between the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets. I think this series is the NBA Finals. I think whoever wins this series is going to win the NBA title this year. Uh, Meanwhile, you also had, by the way, the Milwaukee Bucks wiping out the Boston Celtics, setting forth a ton of Kyrie Irving drama. Where is he going to end up? All that discussion will be going on for months. Meanwhile, the Bucks are on a roll. They've won four in a row, and uh, they have gone from 100-1 to when the season ended last year to win the NBA title all the way down to around 3-1. to So the expectation is that the Bucs have a very good chance of advancing to the NBA Finals. That will turn Giannis into a legitimate star. And people out there who are huge basketball fans can say, well, Giannis is already a legitimate star. No, he's not. You don't become a star in the NBA until you advance to the uh, finals of your conference and or the finals of the NBA overall because that's when the vast majority of people start to actually watch. So that is when you become a superstar, a bona fide global phenomenon. And Giannis is not quite there yet because he's never been really on the big national stage when everybody's paying attention. But the Warriors have been on the big national stage when everybody's paying attention for a lot of years in a row now. They are trying to advance to their fifth straight finals. And if they're going to do so, it's going to require them coming over and getting past a major potential injury. Now, I don't know if the Warriors are going to be able to keep it a secret or not if the injury is more severe, but if you weren't watching last night, Kevin Durant, midway through the third quarter, late in the third quarter, goes up for a jumper, comes down, does not make contact with anybody, lands, and immediately starts to limp. Uh, The Warriors have diagnosed it as a strained calf. They say it is not an Achilles injury even though Durant looks a little bit like many people do when they have had significant Achilles injuries. So uh, the question is out there, will the Warriors be able to keep it a secret? Can you believe them if this is a more severe injury than they are letting on? Would they likely come out and say how severe it is? I think that's unlikely. The fact that Durant didn't come back in this game, knowing how important this game is, and the fact that Steve Kerr has basically ruled out Kevin Durant for Game 6 already – makes me believe the Warriors are going to be returning to uh, the Bay Area to play Game 7 against the Rockets. That's partly because the Rockets and the Warriors were already an even matchup. It's also even more so the case, I believe, when you look at the quick turnaround. The game is going to be played on Friday night in Houston, and then on Sunday at noon Pacific times, 3 o'clock Eastern, that is Game 7. So middle of the afternoon, for much of the East Coast, early in the afternoon for the West Coast, that's a quick turnaround. And so I think the likelihood is that Kevin Durant, given that he couldn't come back after this injury at all on Wednesday night, is unlikely to be able to play certainly on Friday, as Steve Kerr has already acknowledged, and also that he's unlikely to play on potentially Game 7 as well. Maybe the injury is severe enough to keep him out a couple of weeks into the NBA uh, Western Conference Finals if the Warriors are able to win one of their next two. Now, 
This, theoretically, if this is an injury, even if it's not an Achilles injury, which would clearly change everything, this throws the NBA playoffs into a bit of an uproar because I think if you're a Rockets fan, even though you lost game five, which usually means you only have a 16% chance to come back and win the series, I think you actually have to feel somewhat decent because you may get the benefit of what hurts you last year, which is this Chris Paul injury, which uh, I think a lot of Warrior fans even would have to admit is a good reason why the Warriors won this series last year on top of that not to mention 27 straight missed threes by the Rockets in a closeout game not to mention as if that were not substantial enough of an issue you also have to uh to what I think is pay attention to this which is pretty significant the teams have played 19 times now in the past two years the Rockets have won 10 and the Warriors have won nine two of those Warrior wins came with Chris Paul out with the hamstring injury so Effectively, this has been a 50-50 series over the past two years, and now you are taking away one of the Warriors' best weapons. So if if it is a severe injury, I'm not sure the Warriors can keep it quiet. Already reports that it's not an Achilles injury, uh, and if that is the case, then the question immediately becomes how severe is the right calf strain? Could Kevin Durant come back and play at a high level in Game 7, given that it appears he's been ruled out for Game 6. I think that means the Rockets are very likely to win Game 6. You need now Klay Thompson and Steph Curry to come out and just get insanely hot and make virtually every shot imaginable. I don't think that is very likely. Also, this becomes an issue for the Warriors because their bench is very light. How do you even spread the minutes out? given not only how well Durant has been playing and how many points he's been uh, scoring, but also just from a pure minutes perspective, how do you balance all of that out? So that is the story that is emerging there. By the way, congrats to the San Jose Sharks. They win Game 7, another controversial Game 7 win for the Sharks. They have advanced now to play against uh, the St. Louis Blues in the Western Conference Finals in the NHL. That was the other major news story that was going on in the world of the playoffs. Again, the Bucks have advanced. All of that is the major story. Now, I want to bring in the crew for this story, and I think in hour three we may have to break out the outkick jury because we don't have a guest scheduled right now in hour three. We're going to be joined by John Morosi uh, here shortly, and so in hour three I think we will break out the outkick jury about this. I'm assuming everybody has seen this ridiculous Chicago Cubs story. So the Chicago Cubs are, I believe, currently, you guys can update me on the latest because it's possible that I missed it, are conducting an investigation into whether or not there was a white power sign flashed behind Doug Glanville on their local Chicago Cubs broadcast. Doug Glanville is a black former Chicago Cubs player, and when he was doing a stand-up uh, st- statement for the uh, for the television network most recently, there was somebody, we don't know who it was, behind him down close uh, to the field, and uh, the person down there behind uh, Doug Glanville flashed the peace sign, and then they followed it up by, if you don't know what this hand gesture is, it's a, uh, I don't like the okay uh, jersey. Like if you think about the way that most people signify that they made a three now. Uh, sometimes it's with the eye goggles, right? Like that was the, the latest. But you throw up the pinky finger, the ring finger, and the middle finger. Those three fingers are up in the air. And then you use your, uh, you use your uh, thumb and your index finger to make a circle, right? And that's like the sign kind of universally for now, hey, I made a three. It's, oak, it's also a sign for, at least in my experience, yeah, everything's okay. But I, I think of it more commonly as the you looked at a circle, 
below the waist, and now I'm going to punch you in the arm. So I want to bring in the crew. Uh, Dub, you are younger, but the other three guys are around my own age. When you see the uh, circle with the three-finger sign, what is the first thing that comes to your mind, Danny G? A sore arm from my older brother. So <laughs> you grew up in the game. era where if somebody says, hey, and like holds their, their circle and the three fingers down uh, and you look at it, you get punched in the arm. Yeah, of course. And if I saw that live when it was happening on TV, I would have thought that that dude was trying to make a joke like that. I would have never thought anything about race so you you and and i don't know if that's just our generation i don't know if kids today still do that as often as they did back when we were kids but you would think that i'm going to go with the guys who are around my own age first eddie garcia is that what you would also think when you see that when i saw the picture that was immediately what i thought and i had never heard of the other thing the white the idea that this is like a white i I had no clue about that no clue either all right what about you um uh, uh roberto you're around our age have you played the uh, look at my look at the circle? I'll punch you in the arm game at some point in your life. When I saw that, I was like, "Yeah, that's racist." No, no way, no <laughs> so you way, thought man. This yeah, is was... a circle and like punch in the arm. Yeah, well. high school days get punched in the arm when when you saw that. Yeah, all right. So Dub, you're like 25, so you're 15 years younger than us. So it's possible this has become a white power gesture in the uh, 15 years since I was, or 20 years or whatever it is since I was in high school. Have you ever seen the circle game? And if you look, you get punched in the arm. Oh, yeah, we, we would still play that in high school and even in college, and we added a little wrinkle to it. I don't know if you all did, but if you use your peripheral vision without uh, looking at the circle and you're able to put a finger yes. in the circle, yeah, that's, then that's you can Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I forgot I mean, about that. This is still something that went on when I was in high school and in college. So all right, it's, so it's when, you, when you see this, is this, like, to you, it also is immediately, like, this is a guy who's like, wants his buddies to look at the circle, and when he sees them, he's going to punch them. Yeah, 100%. All right. Does it change anything, the fact that he also threw up the peace sign? Meaning, again, I I find this to be amazing that we are such idiotic people nowadays with social media. He also threw up the peace sign on this Chicago Cubs broadcast. Meaning that, uh, again, I just it's a funny analogy, but I I am going to throw it out there as rare that uh, white supremacists also are big global peace guys. Right, like I don't think in the same way that I don't think like it would shock you if back in the day when Osama bin Laden was making all those videos from the cave and he was sitting there with an AK-47 and his long ass beard and he's you know reading from the Quran and talking about how he's going to rain down holy hell on the infidels. If he had finished off one of those videos by tapping his chest and throwing up the peace sign, you'd be like, wait a minute, I didn't know Osama was a big peace guy. Like I, you know, like I would have thought, given the fact that he's saying he's going to rain down holy in, uh, hell on the infidels, and he wants everybody to get their seventy-two virgins and blow themselves up, I don't really think that I would expect the peace sign from Bin Laden there. So it's rare, I would think, that there's very many white supremacists who go with the peace sign and then they follow it up with the white supremacist gesture. So I think this is an insane overreaction by the Cubs. The Cubs are now conducting an investigation and they say they will ban the fan I think this is the latest right I think the latest news is they will ban the fan if they find out that he's a white supremacist what what happened to basic intelligence I mean why do we allow idiots on social media to dictate the way that we respond to stories the Cubs released a statement like 
all over the top and everything else. And Doug Glanville like took the vapors and fell down on the couch like, oh my God, I can't believe what's going on here. This is not a this is a three point like I was watching last night in the Warriors game when Andre Iguodala went up to shoot a three. And uh and uh I thought it was a three. And not just because I bet on the Warriors to cover. I also had the Warriors on the money line, so I finished fine. I made some money. But when he went up to shoot late in the game, he uh, I thought he was taking a three. I'm surprised they didn't spend more time talking about this. Didn't seem to me like his foot was clearly on the line. But he held up three fingers to argue, hey, I need three shots, right? And the camera zooms in on him, and he's got his three fingers up, and he's making the exact same gesture. And I thought to myself, man, this is going to be rough. The Warriors already lost Kevin Durant, and now they're going to have to ban Andre Iguodala for life for throwing up a white power sign. This is stupid. And this is where I think reasonable people need to be like, no, we're not going to play this game. That gesture has never been, for most of our lives, associated with white power. And it's not going to be associated with white power. It is the, if you look, I'm going to punch you in the arm, or I just made a three-pointer, or I'm arguing I need three foul shots, or it's the universal sign for three. How many girls do you want to sleep with at the same time? Three. That's what uh, that's what every guy's thinking when he gets drafted in the first round. He's throwing up the three fingers because he's hoping he's going to have sex simultaneously with three girls the night he becomes a first round draft pick. All right, that's the only way I'm going to assume that that is a uh, is is a lesson. Uh, I think we have the statement. Yeah, from Theo right Epstein. What did Theo Epstein say? <laughs> Theo Epstein says, this incident last night is truly disgusting. What are they do? I mean, it come on. It gave me shivers to watch that. Shivers? To see that Did he never play that? I get punched in the field. arm game? Theo Epstein's my oh, age. Oh, man. It gave him shivers. Is he really get shivers? Did he lay down on the couch his and curl comment, up in the fetal position and his need to comment, be covered by a blanket? Theo's comment should have been, get the F out of here. That's the circle game. He said it gave him shivers. Shivers. What? I mean, come on. Come, I mean, is there? I, I see stories like this in the sports media, and I honestly think, am I the only person with a functional brain? It's a, it's scary how often I see stories like this, and I'm like, dude, it's the circle game. He's gonna punch his buddies when he gets home. He threw up the peace gesture too. They just think about how dumb this guy would have to be. All right, and I know there's lots of dumb people out there. It scares me how many dumb people there are in this country. And unfortunately, we allow many dumb people to dictate the way that otherwise intelligent people talk about things because they allow the dumb people to lead them down the road of stupidity, all right? But I just want you to think about that. And one of the scariest things about life in general is think about the person that you know of the most average intelligence out there. Half the people are dumber than that guy. So that's a little bit scary. I agree. But let's just walk through this process. There is a television broadcast that is going out everywhere, all right? You are standing behind Doug Glanville as he does his broadcast. Your face is not visible, but you probably don't know whether or not your face is visible because I would imagine, at least in my experience, most times when guys are doing stand-up reports, and I've done this on the sideline of a game before myself, you don't have a feed to show you what exactly is in your backdrop. Right, so this is me having spent time doing stand-ups before. So if the if Doug Glanville himself, and I've been in his role, standing there in front of the crowd doing a stand-up, if he doesn't know exactly what he looks like, it isn't as if there is a monitor there for the fan behind him to know what is being seen on the television broadcast. Right, so this fan his his head's cut off, but he throws up the peace sign. Right, 
He's trying to think of something to do. You've seen these knuckleheads behind people who are doing broadcast our entire lives. He throws up the peace sign. Then he decides to do the circle, like I'm going to punch you in the arm gesture, which I think almost everyone on the planet knows, especially if you're a guy. Maybe some girls don't do this because they're smarter than us. But the look at the circle and you're going to get punched. Think about this for a minute. This guy doesn't know his face is, is, is not necessarily going to be on the television broadcast. What are the odds that anybody with a functional brain in 2019 decides to throw up a white power gesture at the Chicago Cubs broadcast knowing that in this age of being doxxed, of being ruined, and going viral on the internet, what are the odds that any person, especially a white person, is dumb enough to do that? And moreover, what are the odds that they would start off that by doing the peace sign? Again, this is a big deal to me. Typically, white supremacists are not big global peace guys. They're not like, the Aryan nation is not known for its do- donations to help make the world a better place. But like, oh, the Aryan nation, well, they believe in white supremacy and the separation of the races and violence and bloodshed, but they're also big global peace guys. Nobody ever says that. Nobody's like, on the one hand, yeah, it's unfortunate he shaved his head, he's a skinhead, he's a big Nazi guy. Also big global peace guy. Nobody's ever like that. Nobody's like, Hitler back in the day, now Hitler was a big World War II guy, you know, concentration camps, killed millions of people, believed in white supremacy. But he also was a big global peace guy. Those two things just don't fit. So in order to be that dumb, you have to be like the dumbest dude on the planet. And you also have to be comfortable with your life ending. What did Theo Epstein say? That it was disgusting to see that at Wrigley Field. It gave him shivers. Gave it... Theo, I mean, Theo Epstein is a smart person, right? I mean, brilliant even. He managed to end the curse with the Boston Red Sox. He managed to end the curse with the Chicago Cubs. He writes this statement in advance. It gave him shivers. Did the dude fall down in spasms when he was in high school and somebody tried to get him to look at the circle and then punched him in the shoulder? Is he really never seen this in his entire life? I mean, why do we allow stupid stories to make smart people even look stupid? Theo Epstein's not dumb. He could have come out and said, hey, I don't know exactly what's going on, but I think it's probably the circle punch in the shoulder game. And I think the vast majority of you will open up the outkick jury in hour three on this. Because I think we're one of the last semblances of intelligence in the world of sports media. It's like people want to be upset and they want to be offended over stupidity every day. And I just, I don't get it. I don't get how dumb it can be. I'll ask John Morosi about this. He probably knows Theo Epstein pretty well. Uh, and we'll also dive into all the latest news in the world of baseball. Hour three, we'll have the outkick jury. Also, Kirby Smart weighed in on my golf game. We got audio for you that we'll play in, uh, in hour three of hour two or hour three. I'm not sure which yet. But all that's still coming. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Ah, uh, this is the Geico Outkick Studios. 
to bring in now John Morosi, uh, J-O-N-M-O-R-O-S-I. We got a lot to get to in the world of baseball, but I got to start with this story. We're just talking about it, John, um, and I'm assuming you've seen the video or seen the picture, but yeah. I want to start with this. When you were a kid in high school, or maybe junior high, did you ever play the game where somebody shows a circle, and if you see the circle, if you look below your friend's waist and see the circle, you get punched in the arm? I, I seem to vaguely recall that. I'm not sure that I ever played the game, so to speak, but I, I, I do recall that. You, you uh, went to Harvard. You might have been too smart to play the game. The game is not <laughs> known for its uh, its complexity, although there was a complicated part, which was if you put your finger through the hole, then you got to punch the other guy in the arm. This is a stupid game, all right? This is a game that we, we just went around the horn on the show, and because we're all dumb, everybody who's on this show has played that game. We're going to open it up to phone lines for the outkick jury. I can already tell you that my phone immediately blew up and a lot of teachers said this game still goes on. It's still popular in junior high. So I bring that up for this reason. Uh, Chicago Cubs fan behind Doug Glanville during a local broadcast throws up the peace sign and then does what I think is the gesture for if you look, then I'm going to punch you in the arm uh, in the background. The Cubs have banned this fan for life. Is this insane? Uh, oh, I mean, look, I understand if the guy is like, uh, okay, like let's say he's a member of uh, you know, a, uh, a, a terrorist organization or he's advocating for you know, white supremacy or whatever else. I don't really know that I think the Chicago Cubs are the organization that I want investigating this guy. <laughs> of all the organizations that exist in America, it's not like I'm like, you know, the one group I really trust to look into hate groups is the Chicago Cubs. They've got a great investigative team. But is this not insane? Like that we and, and and maybe this I always feel like sometimes I talk to people who aren't on social media and they're like this is what you guys spend time talking about on social media because only twenty percent of the population is on Twitter only two percent of the population is actively a- actually active on Twitter and so I think oftentimes it leads us down wild goose chases over things that we think people care about and they really don't because ninety eight percent of the rest of the country is like you're all insane well. Here's how I look at it. First and foremost, the Cubs, they did investigate the situation, okay? So the fact that there was a gesture. And it was their conclusion based on that investigation. And again, we're not all privy to what the details were of the investigation. But they reached the conclusion that in this context, this, of course, not being junior high school any longer, that this was something that happened on on television that was viewed by a lot of people uh, in, in the context of, of in 2019, it means something differently than it did 20 years ago, um, that they believed it was racial in nature and they suspended the fan, banned the fan for life. That, that, was, their, that was their due diligence on this. We've seen uh, teams ban fans for, for similar offenses of, of me, a racial me, nature that yeah. happened two years ago at Fenway Park. And, I get that, but uh, I, I guess the as, team... as simply as I could say it is that the, the, the Cubs looked into it. They believe that the, uh, the, the gesture was done for racial reasons, um, and they concluded that this is something that uh, was, was a racially motivated gesture and, and insult, and they banned the fan for life. That, that, to me, regardless of what other contexts uh, that, that gesture would have existed in, 20 years prior, uh, this is the one they concluded it, it existed in this week. You're a smart guy. Doesn't it seem incongruous that you would throw up the peace sign and immediately follow it by a white supremacy sign? 
I can't even begin, Clay, to, to try to, to to speculate as to what the individual was was trying but to do, the, or what this the intent is, was. Yeah, this is. But I, I that's what at the, the Cubs, end of the day, but that's what the Cubs are doing. And this is well, this is my point in general: is that we are allowing people who are stupid, and I think there are a lot of stupid people on social media who are trying to sow division and discord. Many of whom aren't even in this country, and many of whom aren't even real. We are allowing them to dictate our national discourse. And even if the Cubs do an investigation and determine, you know what, he's doing the shoulder punch game, which I would wager 99.9% chance is likely what's going here when you look at it in the context. As a reasonably intelligent person, when you view this in the context, I think it's highly unlikely that a guy is going to go to a Chicago Cubs game, risk his entire future life, by deciding to do a racist hand gesture when his face may be visible and he's going to lose his job and he's going to lose his ability to basically do anything in 2019 and that he's going to precede that by throwing up the peace sign. Like the context of this story is such that I think because of the way social media covers this, there's a, there's a desperate belief to believe the worst about many people in general, right, in this country right now. And so instead of the Cubs coming out and saying, you know what, this is totally innocuous, there was nothing severe here, and risking the Cubs getting criticized for it because the same malcontents who were upset about everything and fall on their fainting couch and complain about everything would say, oh, the Cubs covered for this guy. The easiest thing for them to do is just say, this guy's banned for life. Which, by the way, I don't even know what banned for life means. Are they going to give pictures to the every usher at the turnstiles to guarantee that this guy doesn't get back in. I guess you can restrict him from buying season tickets or take them away if he already has them. But otherwise, ban for life doesn't actually mean ban for life. You can always go buy a ticket and show up, right? So this is just a empty gesture in my mind, and I'm sick of stupid empty gestures in the world of sports like this. Well, I, I think, Clay, first of all, I, I would say that it's, to me, at, at this point, it's hard to extrapolate too much of... of where this decision fits into the in any sort of larger social discussions, because this was a a one decision made by one major league baseball team based on the facts that were collected about one particular incident. And as for as for the the the, the judgment and and the, the the checklist that you thought through about what would anyone risk all of these things. Uh, in, in a moment, um, for for one one uh, offensive gesture during the course of a baseball game, unfortunately, Clay, sometimes people make very very poor decisions, and and this, this to me, uh, considering the, the the context, and again realizing that uh, when when you're going to throw up a gesture of any kind on on television, uh, or or within view of a television camera, unfortunately for for um, for for people, uh, for for some people that that, that have t- terrible thought patterns, as this person apparently did, um, your your views are communicated now across social media, and and you have to be responsible for them. So that's I think for for this individual, and I, again I'll I'll repeat that the Cubs did an investigation. Clearly, they reached the conclusion this was done for racial purposes, uh, and and had a racial motivation. And and they took the appropriate steps here. That that, that to me is is what I see. I think we we everybody in in uh, I think in society right now in 2019, understanding the the, the power and influence of social media. Um, when you're going when you're going to put a a gesture uh, behind someone's face on television, 
you'd you'd better understand fully what that means. That's that that to me is and what it means in the current context that there was a uh, an incident of terrorism recently in which that was that was a gesture associated with it. It's 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 frankly clear to me the the, the best policy is to not gesticulate towards people uh, whether we're uh, whether the cameras are on or not and if and if you do uh then you have to understand the consequences and and i, I think in this particular instance that the individual doing that did not think through the consequences because he's not racist and he's trying to show his friends that he's going to punch them because they uh, saw the circle. I, 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 just, I disagree with you on that one. Uh, and, and again, I'll, I'll say that we, we, it's, it's difficult for, it's difficult for either of us. We have not spoken to him. You're, you're an attorney. You understand how that works. I and mean, we have not walked through the, through the, the, the logical process of, of sitting down with him. Um, to, but to John, know where just, just take a step was. back. How many white supremacists flashed the peace sign before? Like I was saying earlier, I, I, making fun I, of this. I have, I have no idea. It doesn't have, happen. Just and, like and, if and Osama bin Laden this, had I thrown have, up the peace sign at the end of one of his videos, you'd have been like, "Man, that doesn't really fit." Like he's an infidel uh, seeking out to destroy, uh, you know, everyone who doesn't believe his brand of religion. And at the end, if he had tapped his chest and thrown up the peace sign, you'd been like, "Man, that seems a little bit incongruous." That doesn't fit. Like, context matters in this country, and it should matter for reasonably intelligent people. And when I see Theo Epstein say, I like grab his pearls and fall down on the fainting couch, he's just enabling more of this stupidity to continue. But obviously, we have a different agreement here. Yeah. Let's go into actual on the field results. Sure. The Chicago Cubs have actually started to play pretty well on the field. I believe they have grabbed first place in the NL Central. What do you think that says about the Cubs in general? Have they gotten over their awful start? Do you think they have turned the corner? They have, and I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, I think we talked about this before too, about the overarching Cubs conversation this year, is it's the health of Chris Bryant and his effectiveness. Uh, I think uh, the fact that he, of course, had the walk-off hit this week, I, I look at his health as being a, a bellwether for this team, along with Rizzo. Rizzo has been better since the beginning part of April as well. The bullpen is still a bit of a concern for me, but in general, I think that the fact that, uh, that the offense has picked up is is a really good sign for them. The rotation has been better, and it's been more consistent. Uh, you've got John Lester, the way that he has pitched. Even Darvish, to me, is, uh, has improved a little bit, too. So I, I think in general, we've just seen a, a more of a, a normalizing of what you would expect the Cubs to do based on their track records in the past. Uh, as I mentioned, I think that the, the bullpen, the late-inning situation, probably is the one thing that you would be a bit concerned about as, as you approach the trade deadline. But Kyle Hendricks, you saw that remarkably efficient, complete game last week against the Cardinals. So to me, I, I'm very encouraged by the way that they played. And uh, I think that, frankly, they're, they're exceeding what my own expectations were for them, uh, entering a year in which they were, uh, I think, judged and maybe expected to be regressing a bit uh, overall based on their uh, maybe the aging of the roster, the the uh, the sort of uncertainty surrounding Joe Madden's future there. They've just simply played better, and the rotation, I think, and Chris Bryant and Rizzo have been the key reasons why. What about the Dodgers? Are the Dodgers, when you look at the overall run differential, the Dodgers have gotten on a roll. Right now, the Cubs have a plus 54 run differential. I like to look at the run differential more than standings almost. Tampa Bay has got a plus 59. 
the Dodgers at plus 51, way better than anybody else in their division. Are the Dodgers going to win the West based on what you've seen through almost a quarter of the season? Yes, and I, I will admit, uh, Clay, to have been uh, – I, I was on the on the Rockies bandwagon after last year's uh, uh, appearance there in the postseason. I thought they were going to continue that growth and that their rotation would, would uh, win the day, and it appears that I'm going to be wrong with my predictions once again, which is a very typical thing for me. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I don't ever quite seem to be uh, – uh, I'm, I'm probably better at predicting hockey, Clay, than I am at baseball, and I'm really not good at either one. So who do you uh, like, by the way, quickly in hockey course, at this point? You're an yeah, parenthetically, parenthetically, the, the Lightning were my pick uh, to win the Cup, and they didn't even win a game in the playoffs, so, so there you go. But I, I think for, for the Dodgers, you know, and I realize Bellinger's had a bit of a uh, a bit of an injury scare here lately uh, with with his shoulder, but he he has been playing like an MVP, obviously batting over 400. Jock Peterson, I think, has been much more consistent than he uh, really has been in the past. I think that's been a great sign for them too. Turner coming up with the, with the big uh, you know, three homer game here recently, so I, I think just overall, the Dodgers have benefited, I believe, on some level from uh, a bit of a more consistent lineup every day. There's been, I think, a little bit less of the in and out of the lineup um, sort of uh, day-to-day changing that they've had in the past. They've been much more consistent there. Uh, so I credit Dave Roberts there. And I think overall in the rotation, Hunjin Ryu, very good start to the year, really in many ways his best start to a season, an ERA of basically two through seven games. Bueller's been better of late. Kershaw now uh, is certainly not maybe his dominant self, but but uh, I think overall, certainly since his first start, he's been very encouraging there. So uh, they're a team that's gotten better since the season began. Maybe still some worries a little bit with Kenley Jansen, but I, I look at them really in some similar ways to the Cubs. I, I think the Dodgers probably a little bit better than the Cubs, but uh, I think overall the Dodgers w- with a great, uh, I think, lineup very consistently with, with, with the way they played here with Bellinger playing like an MVP and being healthy again. So to me, Clay, uh, I, I should have seen it coming with both teams. I did not predict either one would win the division, which of course means they both very likely will. Outstanding stuff as always, John Morosi, even though we disagree uh, on that issue with the Cubs. Talk to you next week. This is OutKick. Up next, we're going to break this down. I'm going to open up the OutKick jury. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm fired up. Get your popcorn. All right, we're going to open up phone lines for the outkick jury. We are going to put the fan on trial who flashed the okay gesture during a game. I posted the picture if you want to see it. It's a still shot. 877-996-6369. We are impaneling the outkick jury. But as we go to break, I want to hit you with this fact. The Chicago Cubs banned a fan for life that I believe was likely flashing the major look, now I'm going to punch you twice in the arm gesture, which is insanely popular across the nation for junior high, high school age boys, probably some of you certainly in college did it. Everybody seems to be very familiar with this game. If you went to school in America and you are a boy, you probably know or have seen someone playing this game. All right? On the same day that they banned this fan for life for a gesture during their broadcast, the Chicago Cubs called up Addison Russell, who beat up his girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever her current status is, and was suspended 40 games for doing it. 
So on the same day that they ban a fan for threatening to punch you in the arm while playing a silly game, they promote and pay tons of money to a guy who actually punched a woman. And the social media losers out there are upset more by the hand gesture. Why am I the only person in sports media with a functional brain? I honestly sit back, like, how is this possible? How is it possible that this happens and no one calls out the Cubs for being insane, stupid, idiot hypocrites here? Theo Epstein said he shivered when he saw the gesture. Did you shiver when the dude that you just promoted beat his girlfriend? No, you gave him millions of dollars, you phony, hypocrite, loser, Theo Epstein. How come people don't point out this rank hypocrisy and stupidity? So often in America today, we address the insignificant and don't actually address the significant. I am on one. Get your popcorn. Chicago Cubs, I am going to tee off on them in an incredible fashion when we start off hour three and also this incredible hypocritical loser Theo Epstein I was shivering when I saw the gesture did you shiver when your boy punched his girlfriend Theo of course not because you're a loser hypocrite when we come back this is going to be fun this is outkick the coverage I'm live on Fox Sports Radio Theo Epstein about to get wiped off the planet figuratively not literally This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios. If you're just waking up, we are on a uh, roll here with the Chicago Cubs, and I am going to eviscerate them. And you're going to love it, probably. And we're also going to impanel the Outkick jury. But if you're just waking up right now, You might have not been able to stay up for Game 5 last night between the Warriors and the Rockets, and it was a well of a game. Such a good game, in fact, that Steve Kerr felt compelled to break double F-bombs. I'll explain, and we'll play that audio, but it bleeped out here momentarily. But last night's big question is this. How healthy is Kevin Durant going to be now that we're headed to Game 6 on Friday in Houston and potentially Game 7 back in the Bay Area on Sunday. What is going to happen if Durant is not able to go? Can the Splash Brothers get their swag back with Klay Thompson and Steph Curry, who have not shot or played particularly well in this series so far? It has been the Kevin Durant show. Can Draymond Green manage to stay out of trouble? Guy draws a charge on Chris Paul last night. You think, oh man, the, the the Warriors are in good shape. Then he nudges him a little bit. Chris Paul flops. They get a technical foul. Draymond later hits a three, so to make up for it. But a little bit of a roller coaster there with Draymond Green. Also, the Bucks are on fire. Giannis poised to become a mega superstar as his team now advances to the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time in what feels like forever. And uh, we will see what happens tonight. Game five, uh, sorry, game six going on in Portland with the Trailblazers trying to tie it up at three and game six going on in Toronto, in uh, Philly 
with the Raptors trying to close out the series and the 76ers trying to even it all up. Plus, San Jose gets another wild win in Game 7 in the Stanley Cup. Those are all of your major storylines. I want to hit, and we don't know. They're saying it's not an Achilles injury. We're frankly not going to know exactly what's going to happen with Kevin Durant, whether or not he's going to be able to play in Game 7 because effectively he's already been ruled out for Game 6. I think the Rockets win Game 6, force a Game 7. Important note here, the teams have played 19 times, the Warriors and the Rockets have. The Warriors have won 9, and the Rockets have won 10. So this is even as even can get. Certainly two of the Warrior wins came with Chris Paul out last year, which means we have an eerie sort of mirroring going on here where if Kevin Durant were not able to finish the final two games of the series because of an injury he sustained in Game 5, we would be in a somewhat very similar position to what happened last year when Chris Paul was injured and not able to finish the final two games of the series. We also have drama with the Lakers. Who are they going to hire? Is Ty Lue going to be the guy? Are they going to trade LeBron? There's all sorts of drama going on there, but that's not ending anytime soon. Laker drama we can talk about every single day. Now, we've got audio of Steve Kerr, who was very impressed with how his team responded with the big plays made by Klay Thompson and by Steph Curry. Klay Thompson uh, tries late if you're watching this game, and I woke up with five minutes left and watched the final five minutes. He's trapped in the corner. He makes the disastrous decision to just throw the ball away, basically. It ends up getting tipped around, and then he gets a layup out of it to win the game, uh, which sometimes loose ball situations go your way. Otherwise, the Rockets would have had the ball with a chance to make a three and put this game into overtime. Now, um, Steve Kerr reacted after the game uh, cover your ears even though we're bleeping it out he was impressed by what Liverpool did in their big win uh, in soccer and so he stole the phrase from their coach Jurgen Klopp and this is what it sounded like Liverpool yesterday came out with just one of the great wins in soccer history and after the match uh, their manager Jurgen Klopp said uh, he said I'm you know the, the young kids in Liverpool are probably asleep by now so I'm just going to go ahead and say it, but our our boys are giants. That's what he said. I know how he feels, so I apologize to my mom, who uh, is probably watching, but our guys are giants. Like, that was an unbelievable victory tonight. What's that? Yes, yes, after dark. I'm a different guy right now. Sorry, Mom. That's a really funny quote from Steve Kerr. But I want to lead into this with my Chicago uh, Cubs take here, all right? So uh, 877-996-6369, we are going to impanel the outkick jury uh, on this controversy if you haven't seen it, or what it should be called is a non-troversy. So you just heard Steve Kerr use the word, uh, a curse word beginning with the word F, right? Uh, the F word, as it is frequently called in our universe. And you knew that he was not insulting his team, Right. He was not insulting his team when he used the F word. In fact, he was intending to compliment them. And that's because the F word in our society, depending on the context in which it is used, has a huge myriad of different things that it can mean. In fact, if you doubt me, think about the difference between uh, if you say to your wife or girlfriend later tonight as you head into Mother's Day weekend, wanna F versus FU. Big difference in response, right? Totally different usage, same exact word. Every single person out there right now is like, oh, want to F? Question mark? Kind of a question that you're hoping has a good answer. FU, you might be sleeping on the couch. 
That's because we are reasonably intelligent human beings and we understand that no word standing alone means anything without the context in which it is surrounded by. The same is true of gestures. You can laughingly extend your middle finger to a friend and they will laugh back at you. Because while the middle finger being extended is oftentimes a symbol of derision, F you in finger form, it can also be the same as the F word, laughing. How often have you seen dumb teenagers stick their middle fingers up in the camera as expressions of rebellion, not as expressions of wanting to fight the person that they are flicking off? Okay? I bring that up to bear in this context. Social media, I believe, is making our country insane. And there are fascinating studies out there about social media. The most interesting one that I have seen of late is this. Only 23% of the American public is on Twitter. Twitter, I'm a shareholder. I'm on it. I'm active. I spend too much time on social media. I'm guilty of all those counts. But I also tell all you guys all the time that Twitter is a funhouse mirror. So if you've ever been to a carnival and you stood in front of a mirror and it's one of those funny mirrors and it can make you look tall, can make you look skinny, can make you look fat, depending on the angle in which you stand. If you tried to judge your body based on how you looked in a funhouse mirror, that would be absurd. But it's fun. That's what Twitter is. It's the funhouse mirror of the media. It ain't real. It doesn't accurately reflect reality. It reflects a little bit of a zany perspective on reality. On Twitter, roughly 20% of the American population is on it. Of the people who are active on Twitter, studies show that the vast majority of you who are on Twitter never even tweet, never even favorite things. Only 2% of the American public is active on Twitter. And it is an insanely overrepresentative group that is perpetually aggrieved, that is perpetually angry, that is perpetually outraged. These are not the normal 2% of the public in the population. Yet the media is so enslaved by social media, Twitter in particular, that they allow it to be their prism of the real world. So whatever is popular on Twitter, the media has become lazy enough to believe is a reflection of what 100% of the population cares about as opposed to the reality, which is it's a 2% of the population, the kind of people who spend a lot of time looking to be outraged all the time. And there is, in fact, a huge disconnect between real life and I would say sports talk radio, believe it or not, actually real life. We're on in all 50 states right now. Millions of you will listen to this show this month. All across the country. And some of the time you'll be like, you know, this guy, Clay Travis, he's a genius. And others of the time you'll be like, I hate this guy, Clay Travis. You might even think that in the course of the same show. I don't expect you to agree with everything. But one of the things that I try to get forward over and over and over again, because I think it's important, is that context matters. And you just heard Steve Kerr. Let's play that one more time. It's a great clip. Last night, reacting to the Warriors win in Game 5. Boys, if you got it, tee it up. Let's listen to that one more time. Liverpool yesterday came out with just one of the great wins in soccer history. And after the match, uh, their manager, Jurgen Klopp, said, uh, he said, I'm, you know, the, the young 
kids in Liverpool are probably asleep by now, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it, but our, our boys are giants. That's what he said. I know how he feels, so I apologize to my mom, who uh, is probably watching, but our guys are giants. Like, that was an unbelievable victory tonight. What's that? Yes, yes, after dark. I'm a different guy right now. So this is great, right? Because it ties in with my argument that I'm making here about the Chicago Cubs really well. But I'm going to explain why further. But everybody who heard that clip, there's probably some of you out there that are offended. Tiny percentage of you are like, oh my God, Steve Kerr should never use the F word. The majority of you are like, that's funny. That's the vast majority of you are like, that's a pretty funny description. And you also, because you are adults, most of you are thinking, you know what? I understand the context in which he used the F word. He used the F word as a compliment for his team. The F word is very often a term of derogation, a term of insult, a term that is designed to hurl opprobrium at someone you disagree with. F U, universally, seven letters, probably the number one way in America to demonstrate that you disagree with somebody. Also, the F word can be a beautiful endorsement of something that you love. That is effing genius. That is effing brilliant. Every single person out there with a functional brain understands that the F word does not mean the same thing every time it is used in context. So we use context clues to determine what is likely to be going on in a conversation. That's how adults behave. That's how reasonable people in America behave when they try to diagnose communication. And again, it's almost Mother's Day weekend. I don't encourage you to try this experiment, but if you wanted to, there's a big difference between wanna F and F you. One of them, you might get lucky. The other one, you might end up sleeping on the couch by yourself. That's because the same word means something entirely different based on the context in which it is used. So I want to bring this all together with the Cubs. Yesterday I was on the golf course, and we're going to play you some fun audio. So I didn't follow this story yesterday, or I would have written about it. I probably would have talked about it during the day. But the Chicago Cubs have a uh, black, I guess, sort of like uh, uh, sideline attendant, for lack of a better term, uh, named Doug Glanville, former player. He does reports from the sideline. When he is on the sideline, obviously there are often, or the dugout or wherever you want to classify it, in Wrigley Field or elsewhere, there are often fans in the background. On, I believe, May 7th, a fan in the background flashed the peace sign. You can't see his head, can't see his face. He's just clad in Cubs gear. Flashed flashed the uh, the peace sign. And then he followed it up with a circle and three fingers. Uh, If you hold that up after you make a three-point basket, that's a sign of three. If you watched last night's game between the Warriors and the Rockets, Andre Iguodala was holding up the three fingers and the circle, saying, hey, I got fouled on a three-pointer. I thought he was actually attempting a three-pointer. They only let him shoot two free throws. It's a universal sign for made threes. Sometimes it turns into the three goggles. Sometimes it's the universal sign for, hey, we're A-OK. Everything's good, right? If you have to flash a gesture, you can go thumbs up. You can go circle uh, and three fingers. Now, I don't know where this uh, origination came from, but hand gestures like words can mean different things depending on the context in which they are used. So this hand gesture 
is evidently, I'm told that 4chan, these guys on the internet who basically are gleeful trolls, decided they were going to turn the okay hand gesture into a satirical white power salute to make fun of how many people in the media lose their mind over absurdity. And so, more commonly, I think for the vast majority of my audience, including everybody else who is on the show, when I see this gesture pointing downwards, what I think of is junior high and high school, if you throw down the circle sign followed by the three fingers and you get somebody to look, you say made you look and you punch somebody in the arm. This is a stupid juvenile thing that stupid juvenile boys, including everybody on this show, did at some point in their life, right? Let me go ahead. For people who weren't listening earlier, is there universal agreement that on this show, when you see the circle and the three fingers, it means made you look and you punch, right? I'll start with you, Danny G. Yeah, of course. Uh, The first time you asked us about this, I referenced my older brother because he would do this constantly to me for an excuse to beat the crap out of my shoulder. All right. Uh, And Dub, you're younger. You're only 25, but you say, and by the way, my feed has blown up with teachers who are coming in and saying, oh my God, we're constantly having to police this still in junior high with little boys uh, who are obsessed with the (laughs) made you look gesture and you punch them on the uh, on the shoulder. But you're 25. You're 15 years younger than pretty much everybody else on this show. And you say when you were a kid growing up, this was commonplace still. Oh, yeah, no doubt. In the hallways, in the locker room, all over campus, on school, we were playing this game. And uh, Eddie G and uh, Eddie Garcia and uh, Roberto, you guys also endorse that you guys all over the country. This is not like some one, this happens in one state. All over the country, we all grew up in different places. This was happening. Absolutely. Yep, totally agree. Okay, so... In context, there are many things that the circle and the three fingers can mean, right? Followed by the peace sign, I think the idea of it being a white power gesture is almost zero, right? The idea that maybe I'm wrong, maybe the Aryan nation is huge on peace followed by white power, I'm pretty confident that that is not the case because... If you are a, uh, a member of a group that hates, you, generally speaking, are not also the kind of person who flashes the peace sign, all right? And so, when I saw this story, I was like, my God, are you kidding me? Because the Chicago Cubs did an investigation, and they have decided to ban this fan for life. And by investigation, they mean social media was upset. Theo Epstein, really smart guy, said, the incident last night is truly disgusting. It gave me shivers. The person responded, I want to read this entire statement, all right? And then I want to point out how hypocritical this is. And then I'm going to go to the outkick jury because maybe some of you disagree with me or maybe some of you have different thoughts. This is what Theo Epstein, who I believe is the GM and president, he has a bunch of titles for the Cubs. He's a great guy at what he does. Capable of winning a World Series for the Boston Red Sox and now winning a World Series for the Chicago Cubs. It's an amazing tandem. He said last night, they're banning the guy for life for giving the circle gesture, which I believe was a, I'm going to punch you in the arm because you looked. The incident last night is truly disgusting. It gave me shivers to watch that, to see that take place at Wrigley Field. 
appropriately we've made clear how egregious and unacceptable that behavior is and there's no place for that in society in baseball and Wrigley Field the person responsible for that gesture will never be welcomed back at Wrigley Field it's an amazing statement right first of all it's total BS this is what happens when you allow social media to drive all of your responses but I want to hit the hypocrisy here Addison Russell is a shortstop for the Chicago Cubs He was suspended for 40 games for beating his girlfriend. On the same 24 hours that they released this statement about a hand gesture from a fan and a ban for life, the Chicago Cubs promoted Addison Russell and are paying him millions of dollars a year to play baseball for them. They are upset about a fan hand gesture in the crowd, and they have banned that fan for life. A hand gesture, which I personally am 99% sure has nothing whatsoever to do with white supremacy. If you look at that hand gesture within the context in which it was used. Yet they 100% know, the Cubs do, that Addison Russell beat his girlfriend And on the same day they banned a fan for life for a hand gesture, they called up and paid millions of dollars a year to a shortstop who beat his girlfriend. And people on social media are more outraged by the hand gesture than they are by the violence against a woman. And the Chicago Cubs are shivering, according to Theo Epstein. And they can't make it any more clear how egregious and unacceptable that behavior is And there's no place for that in society and baseball and Wrigley Field. And we ban them forever from Wrigley Field. But you're playing a baseball player millions of dollars, even though he actually did something of violence. And you 100% know what his motivation was. It was violent in nature. How crazy is that? How unreasonable have we as a society become When a random dude giving what I believe is likely to be the made you look, now I'm going to punch your shoulder gesture, is banned for life from Wrigley Field, but you're going to pay millions of dollars to a guy who beat his girlfriend. And you steadfastly and strongly condemn the guy who gave a hand gesture in the crowd on the same day that you welcome back a wife beater. Holy hell! How upside down has this world in America become in this age? When we spend so much time offended by words and gestures without even bothering to consider the context in which they were used and we will completely excuse egregious actions. If most of you out there had to make a decision, am I going to employ a guy who made a gesture on television that was likely completely innocuous in the context, or I'm going to employ a guy who beat up a woman when there is no uncertainty about what he did at all, and the Cubs come out and condemn the hand gesture and ban forever the fan from Wrigley Field, and on the same damn day, they promote a wife beater and are paying him millions of dollars. I've been on this for years, and I feel like I'm driving 
the only sane train in America today. Hop on the sane train. Actions versus words and gestures. In society today, we're obsessed with words and we let actions slide. Shouldn't it be the exact opposite? I get that maybe you get mad when somebody uses the F word inappropriately. But is there a parent alive who would be more mad at their kid for using the F word than they would for punching a girl? No way! The criminal justice system isn't in any way that way. Yet we have allowed people like Theo Epstein to put out statements about how he's shivering over something that is not in any way likely to be actually serious. And in the same 24 hours, he promotes a wife beater and hardly anyone blinks. And not only promotes him, but it's going to pay him millions of dollars. If you were going to ban anybody from Wrigley Field, shouldn't you ban the dude who beat up his wife instead of the guy who's trying to get you to look at his circle so he can punch you in the shoulder? I swear to God, country's insane. Open jury. Uh, Phone lines, 877-996-6369. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o -O who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! 
What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Outkick jury is in panel. Dub, you are in charge of bringing up each of them. Where should we start? We got Jim in Pennsylvania. Jim in Pennsylvania, what you got? Hi, Clay. Yeah, what's up? Can you hear me, Clay? Yes. I swear to God! Clay, I'm here. Talk! I'm here. Um, So, Clay, I'm 49. That game has been going on forever, and... Even when I see my friends once in a while now, maybe it's adolescent of us, we still do that stupid game. Uh, maybe it's once a year. So it's the liberal media gone mad that's influenced uh, Theo. And uh, once again, just uh, the world's gone away to DC and trying to find different things. There's actual memes out about that game that you see constantly, like with animals doing that. And stuff. Yeah. So, uh, thanks thanks for calling. The 4chan crew did this to ridicule the stupidity of the media. They're like, what if we take a common hand gesture and we turn it into a white supremacy sign just to prove how stupid the media is? And the media took it hook, line, and sinker. It's amazing. Outkick VIP, who we got? We have Chad in Tennessee. Chad, what's up? Hey, Clay, good morning. Um, I think the Cubs overreacted like everybody does in social media because that's what that is designed and intended to do. I think they should have vetted it out, actually said we're going to look into this investigate the guy but everybody wants that quick reaction and they want it so fast but you take the the kate smith and the philadelphia flyers and the yankees and all that that's gone that's like that was a flash in the pan and that's what happens with social media everybody wants everything to happen and it be instantaneous and it needs to be swift and and then you take the back into that which is your point exactly the edison russell God beat his girlfriend slash wife, whatever, and they promote him on the same day. They're kicking a guy out that just happened to be sitting in the seat where Doug Glanville was. Like, this guy could position himself that perfectly where he knew exactly where Glenn, D- Doug Glanville was, who's an African-American broadcaster that helps with the Cubs, so that this guy could flash this signal. I mean, and, but come he on. And he flashed the peace sign first. Thanks for the call. He flashed the peace sign first, so... I have to look at it and say, I think he was probably kind of communicating with his kids. He's like, hey, I've got a corner slot right next to the dugout. I might get on TV. 
be on the lookout for this. And I don't even know if the Cubs even talk to the guy. I mean, it's no, like crazy. They, 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 here's the problem. Thanks for the call. We want to assume the worst. That's what social media does every time. I'm going to assume that this person is awful. Why would you not assume the opposite? Assume, like, think about the consequences here. If the guy is truly racist, then he waited until he could get on a Chicago Cubs broadcast and flash a racist hand gesture right after the peace sign? So he could what? Lose his job? Be banned from Wrigley Field forever? And what's the payoff in the positive way? Racist people like you? Like, th- th- this idea of white supremacy being commonplace is so insane. The media wants for it to be commonplace because they like the idea of heroes and villains and they don't like the idea of nuance. So everything is hugely racist. Everything is hugely sexist. You're all misogynist. It's like that's how they got tried to come after me when I said I like the First Amendment and boobs. Think about that. They were like, oh my God, I can't believe that in 2019 a man said he liked boobs. Like, is this a surprise? Women aren't fooled by this. You spend billions of dollars on fake boobs. Why do you think they're doing that? Because they know men like boobs. Skinny people are more popular than fat people. Lipo exists because most people would rather be skinny than fat. Given the choice, just about everybody listening to me right now, you can be really fat or you can be really skinny. Almost all of you would pick really skinny. Tall people are happy that they're tall. Short people, most of the time, wish they were taller. Women out there would rather date a tall guy. 5'7", I'm sorry, guy who's listening right now, has known this his entire life. His number one goal in life, I wish I could be 5'11 or 6 foot. Or even just 5'9 or 5'10. Tall people, more popular than short people. Skinny people, more popular than fat people. Women with big boobs, more popular than women with small boobs. By and large, there are exceptions. Some women out there love short men. Some men don't like boobs. But the majority is going to like what the majority likes. And I feel like sometimes I'm taking crazy pills because the world's gone so upside down. Who's up next? Eddie in Texas. Uh, what's up, Eddie? Hey, Clay. I'm just uh, shivering in my boots. How stupid <laughs> Theo Epstein You and Theo is. Epstein. Theo's shivering over a hand gesture. He's totally fine with paying millions of dollars to a wife beater. Yeah, let's all get us a common sense department. In the state capitals in Washington, a common sense department for what they induce so we don't just lose our freaking minds i'm 67 year old white dude and my 14 year old granddaughter came by the other day and did the circle Ooh, i got you and hit me in the shoulder grandpa i can't I, well first of all i hope she didn't hit you too hard secondly i don't know how you're going to deal with having such a racist granddaughter pulling that move uh who's up next by the way that's satire i'm making fun of the stupidity of saying that that's racist Somebody we got Edward in Ohio. Edward in Ohio. Edward in Ohio. What's up, Edward? Hey, Clay. I guess I need to go home and ground my uh, son. Two weeks ago, he was in the pantry, turns around, holding that sign, and hits me. Because <laughs> you looked. Yeah, I looked. And, yeah, but you're uh, a veteran. You should have gotten the finger in there and broken it and punched him instead. I know. I explained that to him, and he had no clue what I was talking about. But that's the only problem with the guy on TV. 
he didn't give the other side a chance to nullify. Yeah, Doug Glanville could have turned around, put the broken it, and punched him right in the shoulder, and it would have gone viral because the vast majority of people would have been like, oh, that's pretty funny. This dude caught the other dude trying to get him to look. Uh, who's up next? We got Dave in New York. Dave in New York, what you got for me? Hey, listen, thanks for putting context behind this because social media means nothing to me. I really I just want to cut my grass and be with my family. But that's, amazing. that's an amazing pieces. married man line, by the way. What are you trying to do with life? Just cut my grass and spend time with my family. That's really all I want in life. Maybe have a beer every now and then. There you go. Um, but, I mean, I've got family all the way across the country, and we've been doing that that hand gesture for years. And, man, if I was on, I mean, until this came out, if I was on, like, national TV at a ball game, I'd have probably did it and then slugged my nephew or my son. Right. Right, thanks for the call. And then you'd be banned for life from being a Chicago Cubs fan. But you'd be better off to have you know, punched your wife. Wife beaters, you can make millions of dollars from the Cubs. But if you give the made-you-look gesture, you're done. You're never going to be in Wrigley Field again. Uh, we got a bunch of calls. I'll try to close with you guys. Um, we got to go to break here. Otherwise, I'll, I'll over time. So 877-996-6369. I'll close with your calls on this. And also, uh, we will close with Kirby Smart breaking down my golf game yesterday. Uh, That's next on OutKick. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Great ball. Well, considering I hit the ball awful, I can't say much about his. It's still flying in the air. It just kicked dead left. Clay's got a beautiful swing. And he's been working with Barkley on that. Too. Would you recruit him? Absolutely. For golf, like hey, he gets, he gets natural athletes. Natural athlete. He gets a lot of strokes. We, we want those guys on our team. <laughs> I actually played pretty well. That's Kirby Smart breaking down my golf game yesterday. We were on a team together, driving around down in Birmingham at the Regions Pro Am. Did uh, you hit the fairway? I hit the fairway a lot. Uh, Steve Stricker was our pro because John Daly got sick. So Steve Stricker, who I think was Ryder Cup captain back in the day, right? Steve Stricker gave me a fist pound after a, uh, a shot I hit. And Kirby Smart actually said, I thought Steve Stricker hit that shot, not you. Wow, watch out now. So, I mean, obviously I hit, you know, 90 shots probably, at least. And my swing is not pretty, but it was effective. Uh, welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Discover alerts you if they find your social security number on any one of thousands of risky websites. It's free for card members. Just sign up online at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. It was awesome. Really good time down there. Uh, outstanding. Uh, Dub, who do you think is going to be the best? Let's take a couple more of these calls uh, as we close out the uh, Thursday edition of the show. Yeah, we got a few more callers. We got Pete in Texas. Be fast. Pete, what you got for me? Good morning. I'm calling from Texas. Uh, I, I agree with your take on words and actions. Tom Wolfe, our great American writer, had reverence for the F word. Yes. He said it could be used in any situation, under any circumstance. We could make it mean whatever we wanted. He had so much reverence for it, he called the F word the queen mother of four-letter words. Thank you for the call. It's true. The F word can mean anything, and we're all smart enough to understand it in context. And so can a hand gesture. And so uh, a hand gesture followed by, preceded by the peace sign, as I said earlier, Osama bin Laden didn't finish off his you're all going to die infidel speeches by throwing up the peace sign. That would have been like really unexpected, right? If you saw old school Adolf Hitler 
He did the hell Hitler sign. He didn't throw up the peace sign. I don't know if the peace sign existed in the 1940s, but if it did, it would have been really surprising for Hitler to finish with the peace sign. Context matters. A hand gesture can mean any number of things, but the key is the hypocrisy in banning a fan for life from Wrigley Field for a hand gesture, which is 99.9% not offensive, in my opinion, if you look at the context, while promoting a guy and paying him millions of dollars who beat his wife same day, I mean, come on. And that you're like shivering with with fear if you're Theo Epstein and you're totally fine with promoting a wife beater, paying him millions of dollars. Addison Russell. Who's up next? Scott in Florida. Scott in Florida, what you got? Yo, I would just like to make a I'd like to make a comment on a movement that I think needs to happen in Major League Baseball. And that's the abolishment of the circle change up. Yeah, hang up on you him. I don't care about this. What a, dub, what what's going on? I mean, he said he had a take on the whole Cubs deal, and he obviously uh, he obviously fooled me. Yeah, I mean, what an awful take. Who's up next? We got Craig and Dayton to wrap things up. Craig and Dayton, what you got? Hey, Clay. I just pre- Preface really quick. Uh, I'm a police officer close to 25 years experience getting ready to retire. I worked with an officer who used that symbol on a regular basis and would promptly punch me in the arm when I looked at it. Yeah, of course. And, and now I realize that my whole career has been a sham because he was obviously a white supremacist. <laughs> and I feel bad because I was friends with this guy. And now it's almost like like I almost have to tell my teeth to investigate every arrest and every ticket this guy ever wrote because obviously he's a white supremacist and can't be trusted. Amen. Also, you should have stopped looking. Number one way to win the don't look game, don't look. Guy gets you with the circle beneath the waist. That's on you. If you're really good at it, you got to break the circle. Then punch him. I swear to God, the country's gone insane. But I want you to just think about that for a minute. Theo Epstein, outraged. He's shivering with grief over this made-you-look hand gesture. And yet, he has absolutely nothing to say about promoting his shortstop who beat a woman and was suspended for 40 games. You're banned for life in Wrigley Field if you try to make somebody look with that hand gesture, which has been a staple of junior high and high school for generations now. Banned for life from Wrigley Field. But if you beat up your wife, they'll pay you millions of dollars to play shortstop for the Chicago Cubs. What an unbelievable world we live in. Same day, those two things happen. And I bet I'm the only person on national radio or national TV who will point out both of them. I bet. Just pay attention. Does anybody else discuss it all day long? I bet I'm the only one. Try to be it. Continue to be it. The most sane man in America in a time of insanity. I am your boy, Clay Travis. We'll be back tomorrow. Got a great drive, too, by the way. You heard it from Kirby Smart himself. This is Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. 
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!